Από πού ερχόσασταν και πού πηγαίνατε. Από Λονδίνο ήμουν για Αθήνα. Τέλος καλό, όλα καλά. Πάρα. A few years ago, I decided that I wanted to buy a house in Epirus, but I didn't know where to start. And that's when I found local architect Thanasis Dardioulis, and we went on a journey together to figure it all out. We've now known each other for a number of years, and we finally identified that place, and potentially that house. Today we're going to be talking all about that process, Welcome to a brand new episode of Ipirus Falls called The House. Apart from the many hours you've already dedicated to me over the years now, I want to say thanks for coming down today and finally doing this episode that I wanted to do with you for a few months now. But you should not say thanks to it. It's a whole process that I personally enjoy also. That's now become a podcast episode. <laughs> For the first time in my life, yeah, <laughs> I will be part of a podcast episode. <laughs> Why not? And rightfully, it should be about Epirus. Do you want to introduce yourself to Epirus Falls listeners, uh, a bit about your professional life? I'm just an architect. That's what I would say. I always dreamt of being an architect. I loved studying architecture. After finishing architecture school, actually, I didn't like us at all, all architects, meaning. And uh, thank God, after trying some different things, real estate or whatever, economics and whatever you could say, thank God I am an architect and I work as an architect and that's my life, basically the building environment and how people interact with their building environment and how the building environment evolves and stands out in relationship uh, to the landscape. So basically, it's as if we are talking about three different interacting layers, human beings, building environment and the landscape as a whole. Let's just explain to people a bit about how we met. Yeah. Messenger. The, the first time I, <laughs> I I saw you at your office. <laughs> the first time was Messenger, Andy. On Facebook? Yeah, and oh. it was something that... What's that? What's that coming from? And what do they want from me? Are they kidding me? Is that some kind of joke? What did <laughs> that I was write? The what did I write? Hello, my name is Andy Dermanis, and I'm interested in buying a property in Graveniti, if I remember correctly, something like that, more or less. And uh, would you be interested in uh, working together in this project? Honestly, my reaction was, they are kidding me. The crazy story for, from a guy coming, being born and raised in the United Kingdom, saying to me, okay, my roots are from Graveniti. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? How is that possible? No, my grandfather was from Graveniti. Uh, he went to Paris. Uh, I'm trying to get back to my roots because that's what I feel. It's 
probably something that you wanted. You, you, you are scratching and trying to dig into your past. Yeah. It's in your genes. You never <laughs> forgot where you are coming from. <laughs> yeah, I feel this deep need to reconnect the dots to complete the circle again. I don't know why. Beyond that now, I've developed this deeper relationship with Iparus. And to be honest, it surprised me too. I came to you saying, I think I love Yanina. I think this is my future relationship with Greece. But I wasn't sure. And at that point, Athens to me was still an interesting place to live. There were a lot of comes and goes in this process. First of all, you thought of Graveniti. Your village. Is that for me? Or it would be better to live in a small city of 100-120,000 people, living in it with all the comforts that you will have in a city. We passed through that period also. Then it's Zagorohorya, as I said, a, a bigger area and uh, of a community of villages with lots of different things, uh, lots of, uh, let's say, tourist attraction. Then it was... Graveniti all over again, back and forth all the time. We went from my granddad's village to me getting freaked out about how remote it was to me looking at the sensible option, which was Yanina, which was 10 minutes away from an airport and near to the supermarket and but still accessible by road. Yeah, but inside the Castro, <laughs> uh, which was the more romantic version of Yanina that I could see for myself. Then I went up to Zagori, to Papingo, which is a village that's really popular right now, and a lot of the tourism traffic goes up there. It's a beautiful village, but it's a scenery. It's beautiful, but something was missing, and I think that was community. It's a theatrical scene, Andy. <laughs> Villages that stood behind the mountain in a landscape that's very rough, very rocky, where you could uh, cultivate nothing at all, except from a little bit, uh, the immediate necessi necessities that you had as a family, as a household, where masonry and stone workers and artisans of stone, because they, are, uh, they were artisans of stone, that's the only thing that they could handle and evolve in these places, Small villages, being able to, to see each other from two opposite sides of a gorge, not being able to reach each other unless they build a beautiful stone bridge, they could not reach each other. So basically this whole situation actually led them to creating the so-called buluka, stone workers, stone artisans that travelled throughout the Balkans, not only Epirus, building stone bridges, bridges that connected people and had obviously social, economical and cultural effect on the whole region. That's what they did. And obviously these villages, over the years, just were left with nobody, actually. Basically, they were very, very lucky in terms of architectural inheritance. They were lucky because these villages had the, the privilege of not being inhabited. 
it was like they were left 20, 30, 40 years ago. So suddenly we all discovered, wow, look at that beauty. Look at that stone masonry. Look at that bridge. Look at that uh, courtyard. Look at that three-story buildings built stone by stone, by hand. That we cannot do it anymore. And we found something that... Gives the region part of its character. But if a village becomes a ghost village for a number of years, it loses its soul. And its soul is its people. Yeah, that's another part. So how do you restore the soul of a village is my question. You cannot return it. I believe that you cannot return it. And that's the, the case in all these villages that we are talking basically about. They are villages that everyone wants to visit for their natural and their built environment uh, appearance and beauty. They are beautiful villages. But still, as long as you stay overnight there for one, two, three days, suddenly you need to go away, to go to, to, to walk, to visit a gorge, to visit the forests, to see the rivers. Everything except the village itself. It cannot keep you there. It lacks human interaction, actual human interaction with the built environment. Because the only interaction is that, okay, we recreate this beautiful scenery in order to get some tourists, some visitors here. There's no coffee shop unless it's a weekend. There's not a restaurant unless it's a weekend. And I'm not talking about something fancy or whatever. Just simple Greek cup of coffee and uh, a tsipuro and uh, MSS. So how do people from Epirus view those villages now? They're happy about the tourism aspect? In economical terms, obviously everyone loves it. I love it. But I mean, yeah, it's obvious that tourists seem to go there before anything else in Epirus. But for me, when my relationship with Epirus deepened, I searched in a completely new place for that depth. And that leads us on to East Zagori, Greveniti, which was where my grandfather was born, that never lost its community. Can you tell listeners a bit more about that community and what makes East Zagori so special? It's a completely different story. They had the, um, not I would say easier access, but Istagori is in the middle of uh, Metsovo and Yanana. Basically, there are two, two dots in the Epirus region that are very firm and very well established. So basically, they had this, standing in the middle, they had this opportunity of reaching either way more easily. Isagori also is a little less harsh than the rest of Zagori. Okay, it's mountainous, but it's not this rock everywhere. You can cultivate, you can raise uh, sheep or goats. Actually, the land accepts you more easily and offers you more rather than pure stone. Even the rivers, the waters there are... Not like gorges, it's like canyons, it's easier. 
So basically these villages, you could stay there. You could raise up your family. You could feed them. Because even in, uh, if we are speaking of 75 years ago, 1940, 1950 in Greece, it was feeding your family. That was the basic thing that you could do. And I mean, even in these days, staying in Epirus, I found the neighbors next to the house we're renting. That's still a very strong principle in his uh, in his beliefs that he has to work the land, look after his livestock and provide for his family and have food on the plate. Every weekend, they're out in the garden, tending to their vegetables, which I found so interesting. Vegetables are grown up. You need to dig you need to water them, you need to dig, to, to plant them in the right season, in the right time. You have to take care of them in order to grow up and provide you something to eat. Obviously, uh, and this is something that we have lost over time. We human beings have lost, we created a second layer, the built environment around ourselves, as a huge bubble that actually it's not protecting us, it's cutting us out of nature. The thing is that as long as you you interact with your with nature, with the landscape, with the environment, it's a procedure that uh, actually I believe that it makes you better as a human being. Thankfully, here in Epirus, the connection to nature that stands beside us is a little bit is still a, a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And as you go outside, as you go to Isagori, to Greveniti, to Tristan, or to, or to Jumerka, or to Metsovor, you see that people have this stronger relationship with their environment as a whole with nature and the landscape, not only with built environment. And it's amazing that we finally chosen a village that we think can do that for me. And that village is Tristana. And why do you think that village is the right place for us to develop a house together? You should ask your dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have the feeling that this is the answer. That's true. Uh, if my dogs don't like a place, it can be a hotel room or a village, town, city, they'll tell me. They'll give me a look in the eye and say, come on, let's hop back in the car. When we go to the village of Tristano in East Sigori, they don't want to leave. They have their positions in the square. Uh, they love the taverna. In two minutes, they're inside the waterfalls and the locals are also sweet with them. But what we are coming to is that there is a community, even in Tristano. A small, very, very small, but there is a community. And that's, that's what your dogs tell you. That, okay, we are not feeling as intruders here. So we should trust our animals' intuition? Always. Always. So having known me for a few years now, what do you think Epirus is giving to me as a person? Space, time to think, time to breathe. Space to breathe. 
Time just passes differently here. It's a little bit slower. Uh, I have visited Tristano with you, and I have visited Tristano with lots and lots of my friends. The craziest thing is that you get the same feeling from everyone that gets to the village square under the platanos. It's it's as if time for a moment freezes. Let's shift the conversation onto another part of Ipirus called Tumarka. Yeah. I'm really curious about it. I don't know where to start, but that's where your father's village is, right? Yeah. Why is this area special? Because I think some of the things we're talking about with Isagori are also principles and feelings that you probably have when you visit your village in Tsumerka. Tsumerka. Tsumerka is one of the most beautiful mountains, I believe, in Greece. It's, uh, they are still virgin, I would say. The nature is overwhelming as, you, as soon as you go up there. And it's largely undiscovered, right? Completely undiscovered, I have the feeling, I, yet. You told me your father's village is actually a three-hour drive. From Yanana. From Yanana. Yeah. And still in 2023, we have to drive a 12 kilo, kilometer on a dirt road. <laughs> and recently you went back there with your kids, right? With your yeah. sons. Yeah, yeah, with my two sons and my daughter. And it was your first time back for a while? For a long, long time. Uh, actually, after my uh, father passed away in 2000, I, I didn't want to go back there, to the village. And actually, I didn't go to the village. If you ask me why, I cannot truthfully say to you, but it... Um, I had the same thing. My father died eight years ago, and after that, if I took the ferry to the port of Aegina, I would look for my father at the port with his car, who would always come and collect me. But beyond that, Aegina never felt the same to me again. And Ipirus feels like a new beginning where, you know, I think a lot about my father, but it's also a way for me to turn the page and start a new chapter. So strong is our connection to places sometimes that our emotional reaction to something like that happening is enough to put us off going back there ever again. Obviously, yeah. But I imagine when you saw your sons who saw things differently to you and said, Dad, I want to know the stories behind this village. Yeah, that, 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 that was... And the things that... Suddenly, you, you, you are coming up with a kid, 10 or 8 years old, that has never been there, that has never seen that, and he's trying, Dad, look at that, look at that, what's this, what's that? Did you go there when you were a kid? And, and you say, oops, where is that coming from? I, I never discussed it, I never showed it to, to them. Where's that coming from? It's, it's, it's obviously something deeper. 
It's this special relationship that everybody here in Epirus especially has with uh, the land they are coming from. Very, it's very hard for me to, to explain that we have with the, our birthland, our place that we, we are coming from actually. And to honour your son's enthusiasm for the village, has that reinvigorated your own interest in... Going in, back to the village. Yeah, going back and reinvesting in the house, reinvesting your time and cultivating that relationship with the village and with your family by your side. Mm-hmm. That would be hard. It, it, it's still... Um, one hour drive from the nearest village. It's still <laughs> two and a half hours from the nearest city of Arta. It's three time, three hours from Yanena. So it would be difficult to think that way at this point of my life because we are raising three kids. But on the other hand, investing in my mother's village or in any village that would even in Tristan or even in Graveniti, even if I'm not from there. Basically, all this uh, process that we had through all this time with you searching and through your search, basically, I have the feeling that I started searching and rediscovering things that were just left aside. I'm thinking, after COVID, after this, all this crazy situation that we lived over the past three years, it would be possible to have your practice in Tristan. I don't think that it would make a great, a huge change in the way that we are working. You could be in Tristan and that's 40 minutes drive from Yanenam. The only difference that for sure it would be, it would be for our kids because there's no school there. Yeah, school plays a huge role for a lot of families. Um, I don't have kids and the dogs don't go to school, so I'm okay for now. But um, I hope this episode has been as interesting for everyone else as it has been for me. And I want to thank you for coming down and sharing so personally the process we've been through so far. And I'm really excited about doing a second episode about the house at a later stage and giving everyone an update on what's going on. Thank God we found the village. And I want to thank you for for all this period, not this episode, sorry about that, but it was a process that it was not only interesting, it offered me another perspective for Epirus itself, even though I was born and raised here. But yeah, you can see things that are common and around you in a completely different way through somebody else's eyes. That's what I would say.